welcome to day 24 of the Critics Not Cynics 31 Days of Horror Spectacular. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, a film that I think used to be controversial to like, uh, although now I think it is widely accepted as one of the best uh, Halloween um, style films in out there. Uh, it may still not be liked by a wide audience, but I know it certainly has its defenders now. And I think it's got more defenders now than it used to, you know, 10, 20 years ago. And that is Halloween three season of the witch. Now, before we get into the trailer and talk about the movie, a little bit of, well, I'll give you the synopsis here and then a little bit of backstory. Uh, so the synopsis is kids all over America want silver shamrock masks for Halloween. Dr. Daniel Chalice seeks to uncover a plot by Silver Silver Shamrock owner Connell Cochran. And that's the uh, synopsis I want to leave you with. There were plenty up on IMDb, but um, they seem to be a little bit too revealing of the plot if you aren't familiar with this film. Um, So a little bit background. So you had Halloween and Halloween 2 which focused on Michael Myers. Now the intent that John Carpenter had with the franchise was to actually make it an anthology series, uh, revolving around Halloween. Um, and he kind of introduces that concept, uh, in Halloween two with, uh, the writing on, on the board of Samhain, um, or Sam Hain to be the, the, uh, regular American pronunciation, but it is uh, Samhain, which is a Celt- the Celtic holiday uh, of Halloween, essentially. Um, and because it went this direction, um, people weren't expecting that from this movie when it came out. They were thinking they were getting another Michael Myers movie and that this would be more of a continuation of that story. And instead it became its it had its own story, its own universe. Uh, And Mike, Michael Myers is uh, only referenced in like a TV commercial for the original Halloween film. So this didn't do great in the box office. And I think for years was kind of critically panned, uh, by fans and critics alike. And only now, uh, was it, it's been 30, 37 years since this released. Uh, it does, it seem to really kind of have found its place amongst the, the horror community uh, as a, as a gem. Um, and now again, before we, we dive into the trailer, this was, uh, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who also did, uh, he worked on the previous Halloween films and he, uh, did the TV movie of, um, it, I believe Let me double check that just to be sure I'm accurately, uh, saying that cause I don't want, yes, yes, he did do it. Um, and then it was also, um, kind of written by him as well as John Carpenter and then Nigel, uh, Neil, if I'm saying that name correctly. Um, and yeah, I think this one just didn't, um, didn't really, uh, really get the, the credit it deserved. So, Um, now I'm going to kind of stop yammering here and go ahead and play the trailer for those of you who aren't familiar with this film. 
night, no one comes home. You don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween. Do you happen to know anything about this Cochrane? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. Season. He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. Hey! Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask. Can I have a mask? Uh, just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Cochran? Do I need a reason? I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it. The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! Halloween 3, season of the witch. The night no one comes home. All right, guys, so let's talk about this one. Um, so the, you have the inciting incident uh, being you, uh, the film opens up with this man running, uh, being chased by someone, um, and carrying a Halloween mask and eventually gets to safety and gets taken to a hospital where we get introduced to our main character, uh, of, um, Daniel Chalice, uh, uh, played by the great, the absolutely great Tom Atkins, uh, who is his doctor. And as, um, he is taking care of, his patient and then um, leaves the room for a minute. The patient is murdered and the murderer ends up killing themselves. And uh, later on, we're introduced to um, Ellie Grimbridge, who is the daughter of the patient and her and uh, Chalice decide that they're going to go investigate uh, where or why um, her father was running. And they come to the town, I believe the name of the town is Santa, is it Santa Mira or am I getting that confused with Lost Boys? Um, we'll find out here in a second. Um, so the, um, they get to the town and the town is pretty much all, yeah, it is Santa Mira. Okay. And that's an homage to the invasion of the body snatchers. Um, thinking I was getting it mixed up with, with another town from, from uh, another horror film. But uh, as they go there, they find that Santa Mira is pretty much a, a factory town. Like the, the silver shamrock uh, corporation basically 
sustains the town. Everyone is owes the, owes the factory, owes Connell Cochran uh, their livelihoods. There are cameras placed throughout the town. There is a curfew, um, and as Chalice and and Ellie um, kind of investigate, everything isn't quite as it seems. Um, so what I really like about this film. And now when I first watched this many years ago, I might've still been a teenager at the time. Uh, I did not like this one. Um, and I can see why people who haven't been exposed to this before. And I was talking to a coworker about this, uh, movie. They had never been aware of it either. Um, and they looked at it and they go, well, it looks kind of boring. And I said, well, I can see where you would get that from. But if you, are a fan of kind of the lore and mythology surrounding Halloween, the tradition, Halloween, the, the holiday and Samhain and, and kind of the Celtic uh, roots that the, that the holiday has. Uh, this is a really interesting exploration of it. Now, there are some things that don't quite make sense and, and some things dealing with, with Stonehenge uh, and, I guess from what if I remember correctly, um, there was things in the novelization of this movie that kind of explains some of the different plot holes or some of the issues that you have getting from point A to point B in this film. Um, but regardless of that, I've come to appreciate it the more I watch it. The more I watch it, the more I like about it. Because really what this movie... I, I know it is a it is technically a horror film, but really what this movie is at its core is a mystery. Um, you have a murder and you have people investigating it and they uncover this grand scheme uh, involving this corporation. Now, it, of course, it delves into the witchcraft territory and stuff like that uh, later on in the film. But it, it is at its core. It's a mystery. And if there's one thing I love most, it's mysteries. And I even like the... Um, kind of ties it has to Taurus Trap. If you're not familiar with that film, uh, this kind of has some similar some similarities to towards it with, um, I don't want to give anything away, but, but with kind of with dolls or, or um, dummies or wax dummies. Um, and Taurus Trap is another fanta- fantastic film that I might have to recommend later on this month. But, um, but it, but there's some very just clever filmmaking techniques in the sense like you're 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 getting only fed the story uh, piecemeal and you're uncovering the events along with Chalice and uh, you don't know quite what to make of it as much as he does. And even when things get revealed for him, you're very much in that realm with him kind of being like, what really, though, is going on here? And um you know, there probably aren't that many real effective scares, but there are some really cool scenes um, kind of with what happens to one of the um, one of the uh, what are they called? I, basically, you have these people, these shop uh, shopkeepers who come to pick up their their orders or were granted a tour of the factory by uh, Connell Cochran um, who is also, uh, played by the great, um, uh, Dan O'Hearley, who, if you, you would know him from Robocop, you would know him, uh, if you've, if you've seen him, you, you would know when, once you saw him, 
Uh, and she has an, uh, an incident, a misfire as, as it's, uh, stated as later in the, um, in the film. And there's just this grotesque scene that happens to her. And I wish that there was more explanation towards some of the kind of mysticism that goes on in this one. Uh, I do think that it, it is lacking on some exposition of, of what occurs when uh, people are exposed to kind of the subliminal messaging along with the this little tag that goes on the mask. Um, because I get when we're explained as to why they are doing this, um, I get their intent. I get the idea of this mask kind of sacrifice, but what is actually happening? Because there are things that happen that aren't just straight up. Oh, this person's dead. Um, so I, I, I wish there was a little bit more backstory. I feel like and this movie is about an hour and 40 minutes. And I feel like this is like only an hour long movie. It moves very quick and not in a bad way. Like, um, what was one of the movies I was talking about recently? Uh, I, I don't know one of these movies I, I, I talked about, it just moved too quick and we were at the end and I didn't appreciate that. Um, this one is in a sense, it moves so quick because you're so enwrapped in it. You're, you are, uh, won over by the characters and you're wanting to go down this hole with them uh, on this journey with them. And, uh, then all of a sudden it's over. And I do like the cliffhanger ending. Um, but there is also something that happens right before we get to the cliffhanger that I, I'm not really sure what's going on. And um, I think I'll leave it at that. And I'll talk a little bit spoilers in case um, some of you haven't seen this movie, uh, because I, I want to s- just express what I'm talking about on that particular scene. So as for a review score on this one, uh, I got to go a 4.5 out of five. There's not much wrong with this. Um, mainly my, my main issues with this one is I wish there would be more exposition, more, uh, explanation as to what is happening. Uh, and that's just about it. Other, otherwise I think it fires on all cylinders. It's a great mystery. It's a pretty good thriller. Uh, it's got enough, and it keeps me enwrapped every time I watch it. And also, it's got that catchy but also annoying jingle. And you know what I'm talking about if you've seen this movie. So, um, what did I say? Four, four out, 4.5 out of 5. Absolutely. Go check it out. I think if you have Shudder, you can possibly stream it on there. Um, but I'm not 100% sure on that. So, all right, guys. Um That's going to do it for this one. If you're not sticking around for spoilers, I'll see you on day 25. All right, guys. So the main thing that kind of confuses me um, about this about this movie is uh, Ellie's character. So we get to the end of the film and it's revealed that she's one of uh, Cochran's creations. So she's basically like a robot. And I don't. So, I mean, I get that the idea is that she has been that from the get go. Because there's even a comment when they're at the hotel about um, 
something about her age and she kind of says, well, I'm older than what you think. And, uh, but I don't understand what would be the point of kind of throwing up this facade, uh, of bringing Chalice in and getting him involved in investigating just to only try to end up murdering him on later, but then to have that whole thing backfire. Like, I don't understand whose motivation that would be uh, to go, hey, let's let's set this guy up. Let's bring him out. Now, I can understand them sending her out to kind of make sure everything is all covered up with the uh, the father's murder. Uh, But then to get involved with Chalice, to get him involved in and interested in investigating what went wrong with her father and kind of showing that concerned daughter aspect a lot throughout most of the movie. And then as they're escaping, having her turn and be the robot that she's been all this time. I don't understand that. Now I would have appreciated more. I think what would have been the best way to do that is you have the real Ellie and you have her get Chalice involved, but then when she gets abducted, she either gets murdered or she's kept separate. And then when Cochran kind of shows her on the screen, he puts the fake one kind of in Chalice's mind. And that's who Chalice rescues. And, and that, uh, Ellie's, uh, mission is basically to murder Chalice so that he doesn't stop the, the grand scheme from occurring. That's how I would have, I think, appreciated it more and would have felt like that was the better way to go about it. And maybe I can still kind of view it that way, but I don't think that that's the intent and I don't think that that's the real thing of what's going on here. But that might just be me. Other than that, I don't really have any issues with this film. Um, I've, I really did when I was younger, I didn't like it. I didn't like the story. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was silly. I didn't care for the little twists and turns and, and what Cochran was doing or what he wasn't doing. And the ending I thought was silly, but as I think it actually took me getting sick one day and playing the movie on repeat several times throughout the day as I was sick and going to sleep to for me to like all of a sudden really kind of develop this love for it. And, and a similar thing I had that kind of went along with that was back in high school when Coheed and Cambria, the band was uh, kind of entering the scene. I couldn't stand them. I didn't like him. I didn't like Claudio Sanchez's voice. And then I kept hearing their song, uh, favor house in Atlantic over and over and over and over again. And all of a sudden I was won over. I own their graphic novels. I own, uh, or at least have listened to every single one of their albums. I've seen them in, in concert. I've got, uh, my graphic novels signed by Claudio. Uh, so yeah, I think it's something similar happened with, with season of the witch. And I do kind of like this thing now, like if you go and look for it on IMDb, it's under the title season of the witch, not Halloween three. And I think that that's, um, a pretty good, uh, thing to do because this movie does kind of stand on its own and I'm already considering getting, uh, I, I got it in the Halloween box set. Um, but 
I've rebought the first Halloween movie like four times. I had it on Blu-ray, and then I got the 35th uh, anniversary collector's edition. Or no, 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 before that, I got the box set, and then I got the 35th anniversary collector's edition, and then I got the 4K Blu-ray, and then I went out and bought uh, a second copy of Halloween 2 um, from Scream Factory because they had special features on it that I wanted, and I think that will happen eventually at some point with with this one. Uh, it probably will end up happening with all of them. I actually have like two copies of Halloween Six. Um, my only copies of Halloween Four and Five, which I really like those two. Uh, I had to get the, I had to get Six though because it had the producer's cut, and that's my favorite version of Halloween Six. So. Um, all right, guys, I think that's going to do it. I've been rambling on here enough as it is. Uh, we'll see the rest of you all on day 25.